Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Amy Johnston, American actress and third-degree black belt, is our guest on the program today. My name is Mark Sirianis. I'm your host. I'm a third Don black belt, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life magazine. Amy began honing her skills at an early age under the instruction and tutelage of her father, David, acclaimed kickboxing five-time WKA champion. It was in her early training that Amy developed a passion not only for the martial arts, but the desire to express her skills and her physical acuity in the entertainment sector. She decided to pursue that dream as many young aspiring actresses and entertainers do by relocating to the West Coast, to the Hollywood area, in search of success in her field. Well, she is certainly on a fast trajectory towards that, having achieved tremendous success already in her own right, having acted as a stunt double in numbers of features, including doubling Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow in the Marvel series. She's also starred in front of the camera in Lady Blood Fight and Female Fight Squad. I encourage you to check out uh, Madison Films' short film starring Amy called The Gate, which has really got some great fighting in it, very compelling, and hopefully will be the teaser for a major motion picture. Amy has also done work on motion capture in numbers of popular video games, including Tomb Raider and Spider-Man. She is the author of a terrific book called How to Stunt in Hollywood. I hadn't picked it up at the time that I interviewed her, but I have since, and it really is a a great book, really well put together. For our viewers, for our uh, audience, Amy may be most notably known for her role as Jane the Ripper in the Scott Adkins, Jesse V. Johnson, Tim Mann collaboration, Accident Man. Amy's role is truly memorable, and her fight scene with Scott was recently voted by us as one of the top five one-to-one fight scenes of the last 20 years. Certainly high praise, high accomplishment, and a benchmark for a long and successful career. I hope you enjoy this interview with Amy. Check out the video portion on our YouTube channel. Check out Amy in all of her social media that will will link up with this episode. And be sure to like and subscribe us everywhere that podcasts are found. Thank you and stay well. Hey, how are you? Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you great. How's everything? Hey, good. How are you? Very good. Thank you for talking to me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Good. So where are you? Um, what part of the world are you in? Uh, right now I'm in Los Angeles. I just All got right. back here. Yeah, I just got back um, last night uh, from Hawaii for work for a while. So. Oh, wow. How is home. Uh, how are things in Los Angeles and Hawaii in terms of this shutdown and stuff? Los Angeles is probably uh, pretty shut down, right? Yeah. I mean, everything's definitely shut down. Um, but 
things are definitely picking up. So Hawaii, I worked for about a month and Hawaii is very strict. When you get to Hawaii, you get your temperature checked. You have to get tested like the week before quarantine. And then once you get to Hawaii, you quarantine for two weeks in your hotel room. If you leave, you get a five. Yeah. You get a $5,000 fine or you go to jail for a year. So it's very, very strict. It's uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, very good. And, All right. Well, welcome back to Los Angeles. So I'm on the opposite side of the, uh, the, the continental US. You're, you're in New York, New York? New York? I'm in New York City. Yeah, yeah. All right. And, and is it pretty dead there? Uh, it's dead. It's dead. I mean, I think, you know, it's quiet in terms of like, um, you know, infections and cases and stuff, but it's still overall very dead. So that's all right. We'll just ride it out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thanks for talking to me it's a uh, there's a lot i want to talk to you about but um it's a it's a good time we actually just released today um our top five uh one-to-one fight scenes of the last two decades so of the 21st century and your fight with scott atkins on an accident man was on that list of you were at number two actually so that was was good yay yes one of one of my favorites as as well Scott and Jesse, uh, Michael J. White have all been guests. Jesse I've spoken to a number of times, so so it's a good. It's one of my awesome. favorite movies. Accident Man's a, a great one. Your 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 role in that is very memorable. Um, oh yeah, and a great contribution. So thank you. Who is number one? I'm gonna have to look at that. Number whole one list. was uh, Eco Uwais and uh, Joe Taslim from The Night Comes for Us. Oh yeah, that's a great one. That is a great movie. That's it, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, that's probably one of the best overall movies, probably of, of the last twenty years. I don't know how many people have seen it. It's you know people have a hard time with stuff when it's when it's um, subtitled and things, but but that's a great movie. Yeah, it is great. I love that they did a great job. I'm yeah, gonna have to I'm gonna have to check out that full list. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's actually out today, <laughs> so you can check it out on our cool. site. So uh, awesome. So, so in the limited time that we have, I want to roll out first of all i want to make sure i have your name right it's johnston the t is not silent right it's amy johnston right yes so we're speaking with amy johnston and you are an actress you are a stunt person you are a producer of content you're an author of a great book um and you're a martial artist you're a third degree uh, martial artist um constantly training constantly so so you have a a lot to talk about. So let's talk a little bit. I always like to ask people how they got involved in the martial artists. I know that your dad, you're, you're, you're a second generation martial artist. Tell me a little bit about that. So, so your, your dad's a, uh, an acclaimed uh, kickboxing champion. And how did that impact your entry into the martial arts? It was, it was everything. It was all I knew. Um, you know, we grew up in the gym. My brother and I were constantly there. My dad was always teaching classes or training uh, fighters, and we were just there all the time. It was um, something fun for us to do. We lived in a small town in Wyoming, and so you really either, like, run around outside or we would run around in the, in the, in the dojo. Um, so it was really my full upbringing was the martial arts, including like martial arts films and action films and um, just really surrounded by all of that. And so naturally I wanted to be a part of something bigger with the martial arts um, and kind of be a part of all the films that I saw growing up. So was your training, uh, your dad training you or was that just part and parcel of supplement uh, how did you end up especially i'm sure uh in wyoming to some degree you know you're in los angeles i'm in new york 
there's a great availability of places to train. How was that for you um, as a younger person? Was it something that, that it was a family thing or was it something that you had local dojang or dojo? Yeah, so it was a family thing. My dad owned the uh, karate school. I think it was one of one of two karate schools in the area. And uh, I loved it. I'm still biased uh, by my father's teachings. I still have an issue going to other instructors. I'm like, ah, I don't know about you. Um, right. But yeah, I loved it. You know, I, I started getting serious when I was around six years old. I started getting into classes with the adults. And uh, my father taught what's called the progressive system, which includes a lot of different martial arts like uh, Arnis and Kempo, uh, Jiu-Jitsu, Kickboxing, Kali, and a few other arts. Um, and it's a nice blend of things. So I, I learned from him up until I came to Los Angeles. And then, uh, once I got here, I kind of dabbled with, you know, all the amazing artists here. And, um, really cool thing about LA is everybody's so interested in learning. So we just kind of go back and forth and we teach each other things. And so through that, I've learned a lot of cool arts, um, like Wushu and JKD and little bits of things here and there, um, since I've been in LA as well. Well, that's great. So you, you had a more traditional, a martial artist path in the sense that you you you're a third degree acclaimed belt but you had a lot of competition experience you you had a lot of tournament experience during that time before you made the transition into what it is that you do now was that always was the plan always to transition that or was it something that happened you know i always like to say when i talk to Chuck Norris, you know, he tells a story of being a competitive kickboxer and the movie producers tap him on the shoulder and go, hey, we, we'd really like you for, a, you know, a film. But for other people, it's a little bit more deliberate. What was your what was your 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 passion and how did you make your way into the, the entertainment side of the business? Yeah. Um, well, first off, I just worked with his um his son, Eric Norris. He's oh, a wow. stunt coordinator. I just worked with him. Um but I, it was very, very intentional. It was exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I, again, I grew up watching those films and, you know, I, martial arts was something I put so many years into and I was like, okay, what do I do with this? And I had a lot of other career options, but martial arts was still this thing I invested so much time in and it was something I really loved. So I was like, how do I, how do I continue this, continue my learning, travel, meet different people, um, and maybe make money doing what I love. And really there's only a few options. And, uh, my brother and I would always create fight scenes. My father loved the movie industry. He, uh, he did a few things in the film industry and did commercials and we all just loved the entertainment aspect of it. Um, I grew up doing like dance and um, a little bit of theater and I loved performing and singing and, um, really, uh, like action films were the only thing I wanted to do. And so I, I moved to Los Angeles for that reason. Um, and it was a, it was a very long process for me to be able to gain any sort of success or work or survive, survive on my own out here. Um, but you know, yeah, you keep going and you eventually get there. You, uh, eventually get there. It just can take a long time. Unfortunately. You find that the, uh, as you get into it, that the world is not as, uh, large as you think right so as you start to to become more involved in the things that you're doing you, you know you, you end up I find it here a lot too in terms of when I trace the the roots of the people that I, I speak to there's oh there's and then you go back and see what films they've done or what work they've done or who they've trained under there's always this great you know over overlap so um yes I, I absolutely it's a matter of getting through that first that first big opportunity right 
Yeah, you gotta you gotta keep kicking doors down, and most of them most of them come back up, but you just gotta keep kicking. Um, and and that works to uh, my benefit now. But initially getting in, it's hard to break in, and for people to trust you, you know, because people want to work with friends and people they've worked with and trust. It's just getting over that hump is incredibly difficult. Um, but once you're there, you know things move, and as long as you don't mess up, you should be able to keep riding that wave, the ups and downs of it. That's great. So let me ask you about in terms of your um, the process for you. Have you found that in coming to doing particularly the stunt aspects of it, the, the stunt side of it, acting in, in that capacity in, in the things that you've done, have, did you find coming into it that what was the, the, the aspect of your martial arts background that you found most helpful to you? Was it simply being in good shape? Was it the ability to fight? Was it the, the ability to react? What, what, were the skill, what were the skills that you found were most helpful to you in that aspect of it, which I know can be grueling? Yeah, definitely being able to fight. That's uh, my thing, um, especially when it comes to acting, but also definitely when it comes to stunts. I, you know, I started becoming known as the the girl who can fight well. Um, and obviously there's a lot of transitions from real martial arts uh, tactics and, you know, forms and structure and, and translating that into film. It's, it's very different. Um, and I had to take some time and really uh, adjust everything. And sometimes I still adjust things. But that's definitely been uh, incredibly helpful for my career and really, really the whole foundation of everything I'm doing. So I'm, I'm known as the, as the woman who fights. <laughs> that's good. That's great. That's a, that's a great place. <laughs> and I think that, you know, one of the things that we've, I talk, I've talked to a lot of, I think Scott and Jesse and you all have a very similar mentality in the sense that the idea has been to elevate the martial arts action film to a point where there's good storyline, where um, there's stuff that, you know, people aren't fast forwarding through the dialogue, right? To just get to the yeah. fight. People actually are interested in this, in the storylines and that the fight scenes are people's expectations are that you can't use shaky cam and you can't use, you know, really, really poor um, stunt doubling that there has to be a certain amount of realism to or, or a significant amount of realism for people to stay engaged in in martial arts and action content today yes absolutely you know it's so important to have this action genre that we do because in this day and age when we have superhero films and everything is explosions and um it's almost numbing so the more like real and grounded fighting um and and you know, that's way more impactful these days. And we are missing that. Like in the eighties and nineties, we had all these great Hong Kong action films and a lot of action films that were hand to hand fights and you could see the fight scenes. Um, and now in this age, you know, like you said, a lot of shaky camera, uh, movement all around. And that's because they have the actor and then the stunt double. So when you have people who can do everything, you can uh, play with the shots more. You can go back for a beautiful wide and see the action and the dance of the choreography and the fight. Um, so yeah, it's, it's uh, such an important genre to keep alive. And so it's, you know, thankful to Scott and, and Jesse and Michael and all these people that continue these films. Um, and we just, we need more and more and more women as well. Yes, absolutely. So I know that you, in listening to your interview, that you're selective about the things that you work on. And I know that you have opportunities to do things that, that are in the, uh, the, the, the stun element of it. And then you've had other opportunities to do things in higher profile roles, like like your role in in Accident Man, and like your role in um, Lady Bloodfight. 
How does it for you when it comes to, you know, there are certain people who feel like, all right, I just want to work. I'll, I'll, I take everything that comes along, which I can understand that as well, figuring that if I'm doing enough work, A, it's paying the bills and B, it will lead to something else. But I get the sense from listening to prior interviews with you that you're more selective in, in the choices that you, that you make. So what is some of the process there? Is it a matter of the fact that it depends on the, the film or would you rather be in um, in front of the camera than behind the camera or, or vice versa? Yes. Good question. I mean, it's always uh, weighing the ups and the downs, right? It's like, do I trust the people that I'm working with? Is this going to uh, create any momentum for me in an area of which I don't have? Will this take me backwards? There's a lot of things that uh, I think about because I think, you know, you're only as good as the last thing that you've done. Um, and so uh, throughout my years, I've been very, very specific about what I do. Um, now, as I get older, I kind of realize that um, maybe I shouldn't worry about that so much. And I should just allow myself the freedom to do what I want to do as opposed to being so controlled over it. So I'm kind of at that position because I've come to notice that, you know, every everything I do, every opportunity may lead to something else, whether it was the worst experience in the world, I'm going to learn so much from that. Or, you know, I met somebody that carries me into something else that I never expected. So now, uh, as I get older, I'm a little bit more open about things that I do. Um, but for a while there, I was very, very uh, specific and only wanted to go up. Um, but that's never possible. So I'm a little less controlled on that. <laughs> sure. Now, when I spoke, yeah. I spoke to Kong Lee, I don't know if you know him, and he's obviously a, a great uh, UFC and mixed martial artist uh, fighter, and then he made a transition into into movies. And in talking to him, he had a very, you know, in, I thought a very grounded perspective in the fact that in selecting roles, um, his the way he put it was nobody wants to see Kung Lee in a in a rom com, right? They want to see they right. go to see Kung Lee in whether it be in as the good guy, the bad guy, the the stunt guy. They go to see him. Right. In, action adventure and his his desire is not to unless it was really really the right role to to make that transition into something outside of the genres that he's comfortable do, are you in that same mindset um you know uh, do you get opportunities do you seek opportunities to do yeah i, I want to do a non-action film I'd, I'd like to do some romantic comedy or something of that nature yeah. or is that not in your in your desire now, I'm, I would love to do a romantic comedy. And if there's action in there, great. If not, great. I am, um, that's kind of where the, my whole controlled thing came from. I was trying to break out of the action world, but then I came to realize why am I breaking out of something that I am, that I obviously am, you know, like let's stay in this, uh, what I'm gaining success in and how I got here. Let's, let's enjoy this. Let's do something with it. And, you know, if, if nobody uh, knows that I can act in a certain comedy, they won't know until I do it. So I'll just have to make it myself. Um, but I am, I'm very open to just, I love acting and I love playing with different characters and genres. So like, I just, I'm all about it all. That's great. Now, what is your, sometimes we get too busy, obviously pandemic aside, right? Because the pandemic changed everything, but we get so busy sometimes as martial artists and particularly in what you do, what is your situation in terms of your training regimen? Are you on a regular regimen of um, just trying to maintain your skill set? Do you constantly seek to learn new styles that aren't related to uh, a particular role? What is your what is your process in terms in terms of that? You know, I think that's something that people take for granted that you're always going to be in shape, but no one's ever always in shape, right? And 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 a lot no. of your, your your roles are physically demanding. 
Yeah. And, and it's so dependent on what I'm doing during the pandemic. Like you said, it's been very different, but generally I'm just preparing for whatever is next. So recently on a job I had, I had to um, get into a certain a shape. And so I was focused on that of like the cardio aspect and the physicality. Um, but yes, I'm always training uh, mainly for the mental aspects and the spiritual aspects because I, I don't quite feel like myself unless I'm moving and doing some sort of uh, martial art or, or some sort of expression. Um, recently, I've been studying Penchox a lot, a little bit, and then I really want to get into, uh, yeah, I love the art. And I, and I learned a little bit with um, Chechep, who I worked with on The Gate. I don't know if you've seen that, but sure. uh, lovely human. And I he was just like such a legend to me. And I fell in love with the art, obviously, after seeing it, um, but really uh, being able to work with him on these movements. They felt so natural and nice and beautiful for camera. Um, and then uh, Capoeira, I'm really interested in learning that because I think it's a really cool uh, grounded art with a nice structure and really builds um, a wonderful core for everything sure. uh, else. So I'm, I, I constantly need to learn or else I get extremely bored. So I'm one of those people. That's great. Very, very interesting. So tell me about your book, because I think that's a really, it's really interesting. I haven't had a chance to pick it up, but I was reading some of the reviews and, and, and reading about it. So that's a, a, a recent project. And you sort of took your, what it is that you're, you, you have great knowledge of, and you combined it with your, your networking and relationships. And you released a book and the, and the title of the book is, I don't want to mess it up, but tell, tell me the title of the book is how it's to. Okay. It's okay. How to stunt in Hollywood. To, um, yeah. And, and like you said, so I, you know, I put a little bit of my story and then uh, pieces of other people's story, because one of the questions I always get when it comes to stunts or action films is like, uh, you know, what's the craziest stunt you've done? What's your mentality before you jump off a building? You know, all these things that I think are wonderful for people to know and to maybe build into their lives, because a lot of stunt professionals and action people who have gone on to bigger things have a really beautiful foundation of like how they live their life, uh, you know, and that's like doing something they love to do making money out of it and having all these amazing experiences and keeping their body healthy. So I thought there was so much information that this community has that I wanted to put out there for people trying to get into the industry as a stunt person, as, you know, an action designer or a director or just an actor that loves um, action. Like there's so much information that isn't talked about that I wanted to put into a little book and give for people trying to get in or just want to know more about it. So that's on Amazon and anywhere you can get your audiobooks now. So in physical oh, ebook you, and do audiobook. You do, the, do you do the narration on the audio or to somebody else? I do the narration for the parts that I'm speaking. And then that's I have uh, two other artists as oh, well. That's great. That's great. We'll, yeah. we'll post, when we when we post this, we'll post the links for that as well as your YouTube and 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 your um, your channel. Tell me also about you know, you know this is a foreign world to me, but it seems like a developing world for um, uh, martial artists. Which I spoke to Tekla Huti Rover about, and I've spoken to some other people about the motion capture part of this and the video yeah. game part because I'm not really a a big video game guy. Um, but I've come to understand that, uh, I, I spoke, I've spoken to so many people who Francis Pinedo also, who is uh, runs the June reschool in Arlington, he had done some, and it, it just seems like such an interesting way to combine a variety of, of skills and come together in what really is probably a much more, um, uh, 
more people probably play video games than watch any of our movies or television or anything in the world, right? So you probably have a broader audience doing that. How did you get involved in that kind of a thing? And, and what is, and how does that compare to doing the other stuff? Yes, absolutely. And also, you know, video games make uh, more money than fathers. It's a huge, huge world. Um, and honestly, it's uh, might be my favorite days or when I'm working uh, motion capture. And so I got into that through stunts, I believe, or maybe a YouTube video, but I was brought in um, because somebody saw my reel. I was brought in to do a a blur trailer, which was uh, a company that does trailers for video games. Um, and then from there, I started meeting more people. They brought me in for more trailers like Star Wars and more games. And then I did some stunts, um, some stunt mocap on, on movies like Deadpool and Deadpool 2 um, and a few other things like that. And then from there, just kept, you know, I got over that hump and I kept um, riding the wave of meeting people and different studios. Um, and now I, I really work constantly in motion capture and I love it. And I'm getting into voice acting now too, because the world is just uh, beautiful. There's less hierarchy. So um, as opposed to going on set and having this hierarchy where I have to talk to one person who then talks to the next person. And, you know, it's very much that latter thing in, in motion capture, there's less people on a set, um, but it's much more communal. Everybody's great. They just want to make something cool. We can, we can bring ideas back and forth and try things and play. Um, and so, you know, there's a, a big stage and we get in there with our little onesies and our reflective balls, a bunch of cameras around us that picks right. up our movements. Yeah. And so we just get to play all day and create movements and improv with our bodies and our, um, our voices. And it's like the funnest time ever. And I, I work with Tecla a lot too. We we're constantly oh, Yes, yeah, we're really constantly great. fighting each other. <laughs> oh, that's great. great. So yeah. that, unlike movies, obviously in movies, you don't always know what the end content is going to be, but you have a certain framework because you're shooting numbers of scenes. So you don't always know how it's going to end up, but at least you understand. But when you do the motion capture, you're shooting much more broadly, right? Because you're shooting more moves and things. And as it relates to story or as it relates to how it's going to play out, you don't always know exactly what it's going to look like right because it's 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 so broad in terms of really just trying to capture the essence of your physicality and the movements and things like that right yes but and but the cool thing is is you can most of the time you can actually see your movement on the character in real time so as you're doing the movement it's also up on all these screens around you so you can actually see what you're doing and a lot of times um, the animator or the director will show you you know this is what we have so far in the scene of the game um, this is what we need to add in, or they will um, bring you into the story and really allow you to understand what's going on and where this is in the story and why you're doing what you're doing. So it's um, it doesn't feel too out of place or or confusing. There's always a really good understanding of what you're doing. That's maybe really, maybe real. yeah, maybe even more than film sometimes and TV especially because TV is just crazy fast um, and just shooting nonstop and everybody's go, go, go. Um, I really think that motion capture really uh, dives into each movement so specifically um, because that's what they care about. So a little more detailed actually in mocap. That's wild. That's very surreal. Very yeah. surreal. See yourself in, yeah. in, in that form. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. I would imagine. So, and people get a lot of, a big kick out of it, I'm sure. You know, if I had uh, my kids to see me in a, in a video game, probably more exciting for them than seeing me in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So let me, uh, you know, in the interest of time, there's so much I want to talk to you about, but 
as we're now coming out of the pandemic, you said you were working um, in Hawaii. I don't know what you're at liberty to say and not say, but what do you have lined up in terms of so many people that I spoke to? Scott told me when I when he and I spoke, it was during this time. He was in the middle of making a movie with Dolph Lundgren and that got shut down. And um, everybody's kind of sitting and waiting to find out what part of the world is going to be open to do things. So what do you have stuff yeah. that's lined up now going forward or is it all just just wait and see kind of an approach or or, or what's the story with that? Yeah, no, I've, I've actually been working quite a lot throughout all of this, fortunately, because motion capture can still happen. We're in a small environment with maybe two other people, so we can do that. Maybe two actors, I can keep doing that. I have a pilot I'm shooting this weekend. I'm going to go back to Hawaii at some point. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm quite busy. Um, and then I'm trying to get a bunch of my little projects done as well. So I'm, I'm moving, moving and That's grooving. Good. That's good. Now tell me about, you know, as a, as a competitive athlete, as a an action star, as a stunt person, to some degree, we get to a point where our bodies it becomes a little harder to do some some of the things. Right? I spoke to Stephen Lambert, who who's a older time stunt person, right? And you know, yeah. what a great he actually also wrote a great a great book on the industry. Um, but you get to a point where you start to think about whether or not that's going to be your your focus, or are you going to are you going to change? What do you see in terms of you're very young, so it's not an issue for you tomorrow. But what do you what do you idealize as your as your long term goal in terms of the industry and in terms of your, yeah. your career? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I already I, I I may be young, but I feel it. I feel <laughs> I feel a lot of the things that I've done. Um, there's a lot of things I want to do, you know. Um, so I, I am a part of a fitness program with uh, OpenFit where I created martial arts based workouts. I want to do more things like that. I want to I want to give back as far as like teachings and understandings of things that I've learned because I, I have to. <laughs> um I want to direct uh, more acting, more producing, more creating of my own content. Um, there's really so many things I would love to do. Um, so I, 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 you know, I'll, I'll keep moving with my body as much as possible uh, for as long as possible, um, but also integrating all these other things that I love to do. That's great. That's great. And we look forward to, to following your, your long career. So tell me, I want to make sure we get in. Um, the best places. Obviously, we're going to link um, places to buy your book. We're going to list your website. What are what are the best places for people to follow your career and find out more about what you're doing in your content? What would be the good good uh, place yeah. for people to look you up? Uh, probably social media, uh, Instagram, uh, Amy E. Johnston, or Twitter, the same. Um, Facebook, um, my website, Amy Johnston. Um, that should be good. All right. Well, we're going to make sure to to list all that. Oh, and and I just you know I had Mike Fury on the show, and uh, he, he yeah, uh, this is a great book. You're, and and of course, Amy's in this book, and uh, this is a terrific book. I I love this book. I I love him. He's a great guy. But yeah, um, you're, you know, this he's is wonderful. Uh, yeah, and and the 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 section featuring you in this book is is terrific. Um, it lists uh, and you actually right you had a a, a fight good um scene with uh, fight with Zoe. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's yeah. Awesome. when I was reviewing the scenes for one-on-one um, -on -one fight scenes. That was actually one of the ones that came, that that came up. So. Nice, yeah, she's 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 great. You know, everybody everybody loves Zoe, and uh, it's a wonderful book. Highly recommend that. Yes, yeah, written by a great guy. I really like Tim's a, yeah. a guy who loves he loves the the both both as he's an action guy. He loves the action stuff. So, so. and it comes through absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Amy, I want to thank you for talking to us today. I really look forward to following. I love the stuff that you've done. I'm going to pick up a copy of your book. 
like I said, um, the work that you've done. It happens that uh, that that scene is one of the, the scene in, in where you fight Scott in um, Accident Man reminds me so much. If you've ever seen uh, Wheels on, I know you meant, have mentioned in the past that you you like Jackie Chan, of course. But in Wheels on Wheels on Meals, on, Meals the, the, yes. the, great, the great climactic scene there where uh, you have Keith Batali and you have Simon Hong and, and Jackie Chan and all the craziness of the fighting. First, visually, when I watched that scene with you and Scott, it just brought me back to that, which is one of the great ah, all-time fights. That fight is great, of, yes. Of, of, of all time. And I really, I really... Ah. I loved it, and I know it's it's um, you know it, it it that actually sort of led me into checking out a lot of your other content, which is all great, whether it's produced by you or other or other people. It it really is terrific. So I thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with us. Lovely, thank you so much for having me, and I love everything you're doing. Keep it up, keep bringing this this genre together, and and speaking more about it. It's lovely. So thank you for having me. Very good. Thank you very much. I look forward to talking to you. All right. Be safe, most of all, and be well. Bye. Thank, thank you. you. You too. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.